Welcome back to Your Mental Health Matters. As I say before every episode, and I'm going to continue to say in each episode, I really created this space so that all of us could have somewhere where we can just converse, where we can talk about our experiences and things that we've gone through in our mental health, because that's something that a lot of a lot of society does not pay attention to, and I think it's important that we start to pay attention to it. So that's why I created this space, so we can just converse and have that conversation. Of, and I'm, I'm a firm believer as well that a smart person learns from their mistakes, a wise person can learn from other people's mistakes, and we've all made mistakes. So if we can share what, what's happened in our lives and, and take from each other, I think that can really help us moving forward. So. I'm very excited to introduce my guest today, Victoria. Victoria, before every episode, I just let my guests introduce themselves. So I'm gonna allow you to introduce yourself. Hey guys, my name is Victoria, AKA V. Um, some of you already know me. My Instagram is at experienceV. I am a 25 year old queen's mommy out here getting it in the new world you know trying to finesse and maneuver in new ways since this whole pandemic fake-demic fake-demic um but yeah that's that's me well i'm very excited to have you on today um a little background even why actually to have the conversation is i i see your content and i see the different things that you do and you're always there to show positive energy and show that you can always strive for something and get it and keep working for it. So I'm very excited for us to dive into the conversation. And the reason why I cut you off when I asked, how are you, was the first question I asked before we even dive into our topic is, how are you? How has everything been? How's 2020 been for you? Um, 2020, um, actually, like I started off the year great. Um, my birthday's at the top of the year, so, nice. you know, I brought yeah. 25. 25, I think, is a big year. Like, it's it a is, quarter it's a life. Huge year. Yeah. Huge year. It's not Kobe year, it's not Jordan year, but, like, it's, it's a quarter of your life that you have lived. So I feel like there's a lot of reflection going on. And, exactly. Um, you know, just, you're, you're not old, but you know now you're not getting any younger either. So that's <laughs> the state of mind that I've been in this year. And, you know, the year started off great. Um, the pandemic hit, which I thought was a huge blessing to my life because I'm like, shit, I don't have to work. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> um, so I was excited about that. You know, I got to focus on experience be the brand and vcaps i started vcaps live um i did some soul searching i decided to leave new york because for once like everything was on pause you know yeah and i always felt like i have to like i used to get anxiety whenever i would leave new york because unless i was like in fucking dr or some shit because um i'm an actress so I always, you know, you kind of always got to be on call because you never know yeah. when that opportunity is going to come. So I would yeah. have anxiety whenever I would leave New York. But when the pandemic came, you know, I left New York for like a month and a half. I didn't come back to like July and I, you know, I didn't miss out on nothing. Yeah. Um, but then, which is great that we're talking about, you know, mental health and shit. At the top of summer, um, life kind of just punched me in the face and you know, definitely knocked me out of my ball game um, the last two months, I would say, yeah. um, due to certain events and like that taking a toll on my mental health. 
So I'm slowly but surely coming back. You know, it's a new season. Well, we're about to get into a new season. So I just want to make the best of the last four months of this year. And that's the... Three months, right? November, October, November, December. Three months. Shit, four months. months. Yeah. Well, that's the appropriate mindset, though, to understand that, like, you could just... All you have to do now is just try to make the best of what you have moving forward. You can't really dwell on like the, the past essentially and part of life I always tell people is like you're gonna have those moments when you're just rolling you feel me like everything's right. going well the move even some moves is happening that you didn't even think was gonna happen and then there are gonna be moments where you're gonna think why is this happening to me but the important thing to understand is that life is a balance so it's just perspective as well. If you understand that those bad things are happening, know that you can get back. Know that you will get back. And that's what you should do as well. Like, know you will get back to that space that you were in. Exactly. Whichever space that was, that you can get back to it and surpass it as right. well. And I think, sorry to cut you off, finish, finish. No, no, go ahead. I was actually finished, go ahead. I was going to say that I think something that has, I've had to remind myself throughout this time is that everything is temporary you know everything good is temporary everything bad is temporary you know hard feelings are temporary everything is temporary so as long as you kind of know that you can get through anything yeah life is about change and that's constant Mm -hmm. and like a lot of people that you some some people that you may admire or that inspire you or anything that you feel like they just flow through life or they just it's because they've they've kind of understood that like that change is going to come rapid slowly it's just going to come in different type different phases in life so it's if you're cool with that and you understand that you're able to just move with it. You're able to flow with it. Right. But it's, it's a it's a process to get there. You have to go through a couple of things, unfortunately, to really understand that process as well. So, For sure. And that, that kind of leads me into diving into what we wanted to talk about today, um, the self-concept and also mindful evolution. When I thought about that concept, when I even thought about the whole thing, I was reading about self-concept and I thought about all of us like all the things, because the definition of self-concept is um, the way you see yourself in relation to how the world sees you. So basically how you, the way you view yourself, the way you view yourself in either social situations, relational situations, or just yourself in general as an individual. And also the relation of how the world sees you. And I feel like a lot of us, that's something we battle because we all go through that who am I question. So the first question I had for you is, I was thinking, is there a memory or something that you could remember? Because I feel like you have to take it back to your childhood before we can actually move forward to this present time in regards to like the self and the different concepts that we have about ourselves. So is there something that you you could think about that happened in your childhood that was kind of a concept that now kind of affects you now in your present time? Like a... Um, definitely like my household in terms of not having a two parent household and like my relationship with men and how I, uh, go about men. I feel like men are honestly the leading, 
what's the word the leading cause of most of my distresses in life really um sad but true and i and i feel like that's most women uh because women we're emotional and and we're also human and it's hard for us to let go of attachment to yeah. other humans so you know that's not just a woman thing that's that's a human thing but i would say um definitely my household and not having like a two-parent household i always think about like how i would be if my dad lived with me my whole life you yeah. know what i mean or if my yeah. dad was actually like in my house because like everybody else around me i grew up around spanish kids most spanish kids with parents that came from their country that yeah. weren't americanized were very strict and that's yeah. that's kind of like any culture honestly especially in new york like all of my friends had to be home at a certain time their parents was calling them after school like where you at where you at where you at me like nobody was calling for me yeah that, that my mom my mom couldn't pick me up after school because she was working all day like i had my older sister like i made my own school lunches you know what i mean like yeah. You know, I had to kind of be very independent, very young, because it was just like me, my mom, and my sister, and my mom was working all the time. So definitely, I think though that sole reason alone, just like how I grew up, is yeah. plays a huge part in who I am today and how I interact with um, people today, especially men, for sure. I think you what you what you're saying is something that I, I think is very important for all of us to understand. And I'm glad you understand it, that you're just able to say that and pinpoint it. Because what happens in our childhood, maybe in our family dynamic, in our friendships, in whatever dynamic we find ourselves often in, to sometimes lead in our future to just to be like, this is how I now approach things. When there's a better way to approach things. And I when you talk about men being the the main problem in, in everything that you you feel like you go through i feel like that also comes with when you think about your like personal like that identity right have you ever struggled with like your personal identity have you ever had a point oh where yeah you i feel like that? um i feel like i come off as very confident um to the internet yeah. to people who don't know me and just see me off the internet um but like in reality like i'm still going through the motions every day of not necessarily like i don't know who i am but i guess really figuring out what it is i want mm -hmm. and how i want to go about things yeah Main, mainly the how so i wouldn't say i struggle with identity issues i did when i was younger because i was a mixed kid yeah you know, that's, I feel like anybody that's mixed. Motherfuckers be making you choose. Like, you want to be black, you want to be Puerto Rican. Like, I definitely struggled with that, being a mixed kid. But, um, you know, I've accepted also just, like, being in my own lane. Like, yeah. I don't want to do what anybody else is doing. Like, I want to live Victoria's life, you know? Yeah. Not anybody yeah. else's. Yeah, it's that's the power you take back, right? And right. that, that kind of correlates in like your self-concept and understanding that you have power in everything that you do and the way that you view, the way you view yourself, the way you want other people to view you. And even when I was thinking about like our childhoods and everything, self-image is really a big deal. 
that like translates through your adolescence into your adulthood because it's like, sure. like like you said you a lot of us can be very confident we can come off very confident but we may still have that problem of the, the self-image that we have of, of ourselves of the things that we want to do better in and everyone has that like the things that you have in your mind that yo i want to be better in this and self and is have you ever well now have you do you have different things that you can think about right now that you go through in your mind where you're like you know this is this is a part of myself that like i want to work a little more much better on yeah, for sure. I would say like right now, the main thing that I'm trying to, well, something that I've always been trying to work on is self-doubt and like being in my own head. Yeah. I feel like my self-doubt and overthinking has slowed down my success a lot. Yeah. Um, and then the self-doubt also plays into a huge problem I have, which is procrastination. Like if there were a fucking award show for procrastinators, <laughs> I promise y'all, I would be the award winner for every fucking category. Because I'll probably come in second. <laughs> I am the biggest procrastinator. I get shit done though, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I am a huge procrastinator. So those are definitely two things that I think play well off each other um, yeah. that I've been trying to work through a lot. And then it's even harder when you're kind of like in a state of depression. Um, I mean, for me, when I feel depressed, like it's like I'm thinking about everything I want to do, right? But yeah. then there's just like this fence just keeping me trapped in. Those and I'm thoughts. this little person there, the fence, and I'm trapped in this fucking backyard of whatever I'm thinking. And yeah. it's hard to really like exit out of that. So yeah. that's been what I've, what I've been going through like this last two months. I, I can, I fully connect with you on that because that's something that I had to urgently like see in myself like, the self-doubt that I have that leads to procrastination, which leads to mismanaging your time. And then, like you said, getting it done. But mm -hmm. it could have been done like the day before yesterday, or it could have been done right. way earlier and leaving way for more. And I, def I also feel you with that fence because part of my story is I went to Buffalo University. And when I graduated, I, stay out, I stayed in Buffalo for about I was there for two and a half two years I would just say and that was the first time I had my first battle with depression and that fence it's something that I know I feel all too well like with my, like that was usually and that's when I said the thoughts because it's like you want to get past those thoughts and you know but you just don't you don't have the tools you don't even have the, the discernment to get past those thoughts and Thinking about the self, I wanted you. To, I want you to think about like your past self, your present self, and your future self, because when we develop our different concepts, they they kind of bounce off each other, right? Or you kind of hope it does. But a lot of us get we don't we don't bounce off one one after another. We get stuck in, in one, or we get stuck in the other, and that's a thing that I feel 
part of the procrastination, although it's something different for us in a general sense, that's how we procrastinate for ourselves. So do you, are you a person that has battled dealing with the, your past selves in, in relation to things that you wanted to do moving forward? And if you have, like, how did you, how did you maneuver through that? Like dealing with a past self and then having to break that habit to, because you have this new thing in front of you that you're trying to do. I feel like humans can't break habits until something drastic happens in your life. That's when you have the quote unquote spiritual awakening or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, granted, like you can work toward trying to be another way. You know what I mean? And maybe, you know, you are making progress. But yeah. shit don't stop until, you know, something dramatic, drastic happens to you. And it's like, you literally have two, two options. Exactly. Continue doing what you're doing or make a complete 180 to change your life. Um, you know, I feel like the last time that really happened to me was when I was a freshman in college. Um, oh. Granted, I'm not saying I haven't grown or anything since then, but yeah. it's just this is one particular moment in my life where I can say like I did a complete 180 because, um, you know, I I just I was kind of, I wasn't running wild, but there were in my adolescence I felt like I was grown because yeah. I had to be so independent at a yeah, very young age, yeah. but I wasn't as grown as I thought I was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and life caught up to me fast and I had to make drastic, literally I was left with two options. Like I was about to fucking fail out of college. I was so depressed, hated my family. Like the only person that I was really fucking with around that time was my boyfriend at the time. Cause he was the only one that was really there for me emotionally. Everyone else was just like, not there for me emotionally. And that's what yeah. I needed, like emotional. I needed mental health, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm very, I'm a strong individual. I've realized, you know, I was able to come out of that on my own because one day I literally just looked in the mirror and I was like, yo, like I'm tired of feeling like this. Yeah. Um, and I did a complete 180, you know, like the next semester, you know, from one semester getting straight F's to the next semester getting straight A's, yeah. making brand new friends, you know, moving to a whole new place. I, yeah, that, so basically what I'm saying ultimately is people don't really get out of their habits until something drastic something happens drastic to them. Occurs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. I think it's very hard. And it's also hard. One thing that you did that I applaud is like looking in the mirror mm -hmm. and like having that conversation with yourself because that conversation is not easy. That conversation is not often even comfortable because you you come out of that conversation understanding you now have to step out of your comfort zone and get back mm -hmm. where you need to be and that's a that's a battle that a lot of people face and a lot of people go through in their mental health but they 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 just they just keep it in 
they think that that's just the way it should be. And I read something in regards to like your self-concept and like doing things to like basically the way, how do I want to say you're doing things to basically affirm that thing that's happened to you or that thought that keeps occurring to you saying, Oh, I can't do this. Or, Oh, I can't just like you said, go from getting absolute or D's to getting a straight A the next semester. Mm -hmm. But it's understanding that like, it starts with the mind. It starts with your mindset. It starts with understanding that like, I don't need to reaffirm this by not doing the work because I'm sure what you did was you just, you did the work. You, you were more more focused. You were more responsible. And that's the major thing when it comes to like self. And when I put mindful evolution in there, I wanted to go more into like the things that you go through and you 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 overcome and then that thriving period you understand that thriving period in the mind of understanding yourself understanding how you want to present yourself and going about not letting anything else affect you in that a lot of us we build that strength right we build that confidence and then the first thing that happens is shatters it so yeah. my question is, is, has that ever occurred to you? And if, and if that hasn't occurred to you, how do you keep that confidence in yourself to make sure that even when things don't go your way, that self that you've decided to be will keep being? I mean, for me personally, like if a motherfucker or something hurts my feelings, like you hurt my feelings, like I got to just, I can hide it for so long, but eventually like, those suppressed feelings are going to come out, you know? Yeah. So I would say the best way to deal with um, trying to remain confident is also allowing yourself to be human and feel whatever it is that you feel at any moment in, in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, recently I've been going through a lot and um, not just with me, with like close people around me as well. Like their issues are unfortunately also affecting my life. Yeah. And um, I was in Mexico and again, a lot of the issues that I'm having and the people around me are having are due to men. Yeah. And um, there was like an incident that happened with a dude in Mexico where basically it was so dumb, y'all. Like, what, happened? what happened? It was so dumb, and I'm going to talk about it because I just don't think care. Oh, my God. I, I'm going to sound like I hate men. I really don't hate men. No, go I ahead. Love men. Please talk but, about it. Um, basically, what had happened was this dude was upset that he paid for a bill of drinks um we were all together by the way like it was a group of us this isn't my man or anything or anyone's yeah. man just a friend um he was upset that he paid for a bill and we told him he didn't have to pay for it whatever he ends up paying for it he's making it a big ass deal the whole fucking night yeah. and that got me tight like why it's like why would do something if you're gonna like throw it in someone's face yeah the whole fucking night Anyways, we end up going to another spot. He ends up telling his friend not to let me inside because I'm the only person there calling him out and making him feel uncomfortable for yeah. acting like a bitch-ass person. Yeah. 
And, you know, I just thought that was whack as fuck. And in that moment, you know, I kind of stepped out of character and got loud with him. But it, it was just triggering for me because I'm just thinking about how men just be out here wowing. Yeah. And then in that moment, everyone's coming at me for acting crazy. But it's like, but wait a minute. This dude been wilding the whole night and no one's saying anything. And like now I'm the one like getting penalized <laughs> for it. Like that's just lame as fuck. So yeah. to relate it back to your question, I think it's okay to feel how you want to feel. And if anything, you should react to moments then and there because then you're going to have moments in your life where you lash out on situations that don't even really deserve your time and energy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's how you get into shit that you don't want to get into mixed situation, up into. Into situations yeah. you never needed to be in. Right. Exactly. And I then think, you even end up, you know, maybe arguing with people. Sorry. Oh, my God. Arguing with people that you don't want to, like, be arguing with. Like, it just yeah. leads into, like, unnecessary drama. And yeah. this is why it's so important to, like, deal with your emotions then and there and head on you know obviously control yourself but like it's okay to feel yeah i think that last part actually i definitely it's okay to feel like it's okay and it's a lot of people try to put a moderation on your feelings the people around mm -hmm. you or people like this is how yeah you should feel that way but not that much like they're trying to tell you how you should feel the thing is within yourself you should understand that I'm allowed to feel this way and I can constructively tell you how I feel. I can, but I'm not backing down. And that's a lot of, and that's the most important thing. A lot of us take the not backing down as rude, right? Mm -hmm. Or, or then when, when it comes to how the, the world sees you or the world will look at you, it's like, oh, that person is rude. When you can constructively tell them this is not right or, I don't believe that you shouldn't be doing this. I'm, but you don't like that somebody can constructively tell you that. You're not mm -hmm. at the position. A lot of, a lot of, at times, people aren't in that position to take that in. So their next thing is to put a label on you. That means you're leaving no room for discernment. You're just, once it's uncomfortable, you label it. Right. And that discourages a lot of people. Like that discourages a lot of people to get into places within themselves that they never needed to be. It's like internalizing things and not being able to constructively discern them before you internalize it. So everything just comes in. Right. So that, that also leads to like, like subjecting yourself, right? Part of a mind in mindful evolution and being able to, to move forward in your mind is to have, mo have moments where is to have the ability to have moments where you're able to subject what's going on in your life, right? Subject the experiences that you either had or you're that or that's occurring currently. So do you do you practice that? Is that something that you practice a lot where you're able to see everything that's going on and it's, instead of feeling it feeling it in an individual basis, you can just see it in a total total way. See? um could you repeat that question so like when you subject yourself right you're able to then see everything that's going on with you without necessarily putting all those emotions that come with it 
So is that something that you practice often or is that something that you feel like you could work on? Um, <clears throat> I think I'm a great observer of um, my situation and, and trying to play both sides. Um, however, I think my self-doubt and like sometimes I can be too observant and and overthink a situation to the point where I can't even make a decision. You know, okay. I'm on the fucking rabbit hole. What ifs with can each side? Can you speak side. more on that on the overthinking? Yeah, for sure. Um, I honestly I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's legit. Like how I say I just be overthinking shit sometimes. Um, and and I think with certain situations especially when it comes to relationships with other people again us as humans we don't really want to let go of that attachment yeah it's not an easy thing to do so that's when it comes to relationships with others like sometimes I definitely find myself overthinking certain yeah. situations even mm -hmm. if it's if the decision is leaning toward you know cutting that relationship off or backing away from it like I'm literally overthinking to a point where I don't really need to be overthinking at to, all yeah. you know like yeah. you know what I mean like it's not that deep yeah, definitely like, you know yourself best is you know what you want to do right is this person serving you in your life or are they making you happy are they you know benefiting you in any way or are they not it's really that simple and there's, yeah. there's, sometimes you got to take it back to the basics when, um, you know, you're trying to decide if someone or something is like good for you or not, or if someone or something is worth your time and energy, your reaction, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, cause it's really that simple at the end of the day, like being indecisive. I've, I've always that's something well, I struggle with too. Indecisiveness. That's a, that's a huge struggle for me as well. But it's also like one of those things that I know is what if you can just if you can just decide and be be decisive in yourself, you save yourself a lot of time. Mm -hmm. You save yourself a lot of time and a lot of emotions that may necessarily not even flow with the narrative of what's going on. But when you that's why I ask you to speak more on overthinking. Yeah, I'm a I overthink. Constantly. Honestly, too, I think now that you know you just. I feel like we overthink a lot too because people don't communicate. Yeah. You know, we're we're looking at we're someone's guessing. Instagram, we're, yeah, and making assumptions over exactly. hitting them up and saying, yo, like X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. Like people just aren't communicating, yeah. you know, and that's with everybody. It's not just a boyfriend, girlfriend thing, a, a boo thing, a friendship. Like it's literally with every relationship, work yeah. relationships. People are emailing taking things the wrong fucking way. Next thing you know, you come into work, you're fired. Like, it's just like, people are not communicating. LeVar said something. I'm sorry, not to cut you off. He said because no, yeah, they, they, didn't, they didn't learn how to. Right. They and didn't learn I'm, how to. And then on top of that, we're on social media and our phones all day. We don't even want to like link up. I have a question. Somebody said they have a question. Yeah, yeah, I have a question. So, oh, Martin. If I'm communicating to a person, my feelings or my thoughts or my decision on something, 
and they're not receiving what I what I'm saying, is that is the ownership on me because they didn't receive it, or is it on them because they're not listening to what I'm definitely telling them? The I would I would say the ownership. The ownership is on you to be able to understand the situation you're in. So if you're trying to communicate something to somebody and you've said it as plainly as you can say, you've articulated it in the best way that you feel possible and you can you get the sense that it's just not being taken in, there are situations you're gonna be like that in life where you want someone to understand and they may not just be there to understand at that moment. They may not even have experienced what you understand to understand what you're saying to them. So in that moment, the oldest more is just on you to understand like, this is the type of situation I'm in and maybe you may need to remove yourself from that situation or find something that, find a better way that you feel like they may be able to receive it if you wanna keep trying. But in those moments, the oldest is on you just to know what situation you're in, not to internalize that they're not taking it in. Definitely. I agree yeah. with that. Definitely, you know, if someone's not um, taking in something that you're saying the right way, I think you always got to, again, go back to the basics, ask that person or reestablish, like, what type of relationship y'all are in you know yeah can i say something i mean i'm not i don't know if you're like referring to you know another person or just in general but i think that can go for any type of situation this is specific like a romantic involvement when uh, only in those types of situations because when i'm speaking to a friend or something more casual then um the communication doesn't need to be that intense but it only happens when it's something romantically involved can i say something real quick yeah, go yeah. ahead. Um, uh, to speak on what Martin was talking about, I often feel like um, in those situations, because I can relate to it, uh, when we're saying one thing, we're saying we're, we're delivering the message with our voices, but like our actions are saying something totally different. And that's when, you know, confusion comes in, in the communication. Because like, I imagine, you know, an example that you may be speaking about is if, you know, you're you may be telling someone you're not interested anymore and they're not getting the message or something like that. You could be saying you're not interested, but are you still, you know, texting this person every night, checking up on them, like, or like, you know, trying to do things with this person even though you're not interested? Because if you're saying that and you're doing something totally different, that's when, you know, that, com that confusion comes in and then people have, you know, the issues in communication. I agree with, I agree as well. Yeah. Uh, you have to also check your actions. Uh, definitely. Because Back. Well, the well, that's said, a, no. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> that's a um, that's a kind of a, a likely a likely line of thought to think that there is some confusion in actions or or something. I was speaking specifically about the communication because um, I've had a situation where listen, this isn't that we're not on the same page. This is not what I want. This is not what I want to do. Um, and I, I say these words and I also back that up with my actions, but the person will move forward as if I hadn't said that. And so when my actions change to, to support what I said, then claims come in on their side saying this and that. That's caused me, it, it's, it's wasted some of my energy.
at that point i would say the other person literally needs jesus <laughs> if you're sitting there you know saying one thing and acting accordingly and they're still not getting it like at that point that person is clearly mentally and bro, ill and needs to be on the zoom chat right now and those are one of, those are one of those moments where you just read the room you know you right that's you got to read the room and understand that whatever measure or anything that's anything that's done you must you can't entertain it because you are where you are so any any type of action towards you is like just adding to the and i to the whichever way that person is looking at it but as long as you keep the same energy and you keep that consistency and, and honestly remove yourself from the situation they have to get it and if not like victoria said you can just right. pray for them. Just pray for them. And I, I will say, like, when it comes to <laughs> men and women in relationships, this is a very common issue. Like, the misconceptions between, like, words and actions. Like, women don't know whether to listen to a man's word over his actions sometimes or his actions over his words. But there are also women who, you know, I realize with men, let's just say you're messing with someone, another woman, and you tell her, you know, I just want to mess around. I don't want a relationship. But, you know, this dude might be taking you on dates and shit. Like, maybe y'all are talking almost every night. But a woman doesn't, like, realize or keep in mind, this dude said he doesn't want a relationship. I feel like at that point, you just gotta like do what's best for yourself you know what I mean so yeah. that you don't um hurt yourself in the process but yeah I think it goes back to how we started this conversation like you just have to keep going with the communication and keep mm -hmm. it clear keeping your communication as clear as possible and even if you're not getting the same response keep the same energy clarity is what's best for you in this moment so that th that's how I would address that. Keep that same energy, shouting. Facts. Consistency is key. Facts. Exactly. Consistency is key. And that that kind of makes me want us to move forward to like the mindfulness, right? Like being mindful in regards to ourselves. Like like you just said communication, like it's also your responsibility to know how to communicate and know how you would like somebody to understand you because you you most people don't understand you give people what you give like like people just can't know you you have to be able to talk about things and let them in and sometimes people have that wall up and being mindful of that helps in also building up like the self like building up your confidence building up all the things that you're going to need to go through any endeavor that you're that you're pursuing. So in regards to mindfulness, the, the two things that came into my mind for everyone around our age is like stress and anxiety, right? Like being mindful of the anxiety that goes on in your head, the thoughts that come to your mind, and also like how you're going about it. So I know you discussed anxiety earlier, but is would you characterize yourself or that you're working with yourself in regards to anxiety? Um, like, am I working on? On anxiety. Like, okay. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, for sure. I feel like my anxiety comes when I overthink and it hits me when like I least expect it. You know what I mean? I also like I don't I don't know if like are panic attacks and like anxiety the same thing? Because I feel like I borderline be having panic attacks, like breathing yeah. heavily and like yes. hot yeah. heat flashes yeah, and shit like that. You, you have the you have basically the same symptoms, essentially. But it's right. more, um, panic attacks is more like immobilizing as well. Okay. Like they're they're more immobilizing. Well, definitely with like me overthinking, I feel like again that just causes. I feel like panic attacks stem from. Sorry, I feel like panic attacks then stem from like having anxiety. So I think they're like one and the same. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Um. So yeah, I am working on my anxiety. Uh. I think the best uh, way to tackle my anxiety and overthinking is just being present. Doing yoga yeah. helps me a lot, um, working out. But even then, sometimes I'd be so in my brain to the point that like, I don't want to do anything. So it's, it's hard. It's really hard to kind of like snap fact. out of that feeling yeah. and, and get up and literally just doing something to like snap you back into reality. What what I usually tell people, like, it's a daily practice to stay present. Like, it's not one of those, oh, I'm present, and that's the mood I'm in now, and every day, no, every day that you're in, you have to practice how to be present, because it's very easy for your thoughts to take you somewhere. And then when we talked about the past self, the present self, and the future self, that the present self is the key, and you can't allow your past self to diminish your present and you can't allow allow the overthinking of your future to diminish your present stephanie so, said she would sorry to cut you off stephanie said she would like to say something oh stephanie of course hi, okay. hi sorry um i actually was um talking about anxiety yesterday and um for me you know, a panic attack and an anxiety attack uh, was very similar. And I did mention that for me, um, me having to realize that I was going through something on a more mental level, I had to physically kind of battle that out of myself and count 10 to one and one to 10, because I feel like that will kind of uh, bring me back to its place, right? Now, now with that being said, I feel like um, the overthinking and the and the and the thoughts that go through someone's head can also be triggered by a lot of lack of communication, especially when it comes into a relationship. Because when for me, at least for for me, that has happened. And that also triggered to the anxiety. So, so for me to overcome, for me to heal, you, you, get, you kind of separate yourself from the situation, but 
there are still times where there are ups and downs. There are still times where you go back into places and you're like, but wait a minute, I got over this. I thought I got over this, right? Yeah. So ideally, I guess my question to you would be, how do you allow yourself to take that risk again? You know, do you take that risk? Do you, do you sit there and say, um, not everyone is the same? Like, how do you allow yourself? Because you know, ideally, that you deserve what you deserve. Yeah. But how do you allow yourself to get to a point where I want to be able to trust? I want to be able to just communicate and not be judged by that. I think, I think, and I feel you on that, by the way. <laughs> like I, I, yeah. I feel you with those emotions when those come and when you are in that. And I think the, the, the most important thing to get you back there is you have to forgive yourself. You have to practice forgiveness within self. So part of, part of not trusting, part of not being able to just go about things in a way that you feel like you could just do it because you don't trust or the anxiety is there is that there's a little piece of you that still hasn't forgiven yourself all the way and giving yourself permission to go about and take a risk. So to answer your question, yes, you take that risk because you know you should take that risk part of life is taking risks but you have to get to a point that either you have to get to a point where you forgive yourself or there's also situations where you haven't learned the lesson yet so right. if if you're in that moment where you're still trying to trust and everything is because there's still a lesson where you need to you need to learn something specific that will then get you to where you want to be so you have to look at the situation and look at which way am I going to process it? Is there something within me that I haven't forgiven in regards to trust, in regards to being able to connect with people? Is there something within me that I haven't really taken like the full accountability for? Like you have to look at each of your situations that way to then move forward. And that clarity is what you need. Right. And just to add on to what you said, I feel like, Allowing yourself to move forward, the start is um, healing completely, you know, healing from any past traumas, healing from whatever situation you just went through. Because once you heal, you know, you'll start seeing these, you know, relationships and opportunities, all these great things coming to you naturally you know, walking towards you, literally, like you're not even chasing after it because you're vibrating so high. Like yeah. when I mentioned earlier about my like spiritual awakening back in college, like I went through something traumatic as fuck and I did a complete 180. Like I literally, that was a process. Like I had to, yes, I did wake up one day and I was determined to like change my life, but I had to heal and I healed through, you know, just telling myself positive things every morning and, yeah. um, you know, talking about, uh, talking about my feelings and working out. I ran a lot. Or, or I ran so much. 
no exercise is actually essential as well like part of part of good mindfulness is added exercise in there and i just wanted to pick up back off of one of the things you said about healing as well the thing it's is also healing brings discernment like it brings full discernment to the situation though and a lot of us we try to put a time limit on our healing and we try to put it like this is the time i need to heal and by by this time i'm going to be healed and i'm going to be doing this it's a it's a journey that. you can't yeah. do that so sometimes when when it comes to i want to trust and i want to connect and i want to do all of that sometimes you need to take your time it may just be that you're not there yet and you need to work on it and take your time on that the world will try to rush you but you don't need to rush to get to a place like you want your peace to be a strong foundation within yourself so you should never allow the world to rush that peace and you don't want to, you know, move forward with something or a situation that probably isn't good for you, you know, that's actually going to take you back exactly. a couple of steps from all the progress that you've already made. That's why it's, it's so important, I think, when you're in a state of like vulnerability or depression, any state, honestly, to be aware. Yes, yeah, so Be aware. Weird. Right. Be aware of like, where you're at today because that alone will progress you in life how do you so practice far. that how do you practice being aware of where you are at today um well right now i've been in a limbo <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even gonna hold y'all like but um some of the things i've been doing is kind of just separating myself from everybody, you know, uh, I'm very, I'm an extroverted soul, but I'm also hella introverted. Um, so I just went on a trip to Mexico. Part of the reason why I took that trip is cause like, I just needed to get away from my surroundings. Yeah. I needed to put myself in a different place, a different situation, meet new people who don't know me to kind of like, uh, feel good again you know to yeah. to 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 also know that life isn't only here in queens new york <laughs> in this apartment you know what i mean like that's very important that's very 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 important for people like to your sur your surroundings can literally suffocate you can make you Most can break yeah. you so I, for me, like whenever I really feel like I need to become self-aware, like I, I kind of need to just go somewhere new. If I can't go somewhere new, I'll go to like the ocean, you know, to the beach, um, to like nature. I like to spend time with nature. Uh, I think like one part, No, go ahead. I was just going to say like, I'll go to like my uncle's house in Long Island and like fucking walk on the grass and breathe. Because I, I live, I live in a very congested area. Yeah. And on top of like my own brain and my own thoughts kind of making me feel a little suffocated and pressured, like my surrounding is already like kind of suffocating and pressuring, yeah. you know? Okay. So for me, like in order to be, get back to like my awareness, I need space. If yeah. that makes sense. No, it does. It, it does because that's that's a technique of you practice practicing self-awareness because being able to remove yourself 
and put yourself back in the game so, so of this of life that we live is that's good coaching and we're all managers of our lives so that's a that's an excellent technique when you practice self-awareness i think that's a lot of that's something that we all we all have it in different forms but there i always even for me personally it's something that we all can work on as well of really knowing when it's like when it's time to you know take a moment because taking that moment will amplify that great that great moment that you're due to have but if you don't take that moment you just keep going and keep going you're not giving it your 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 greatest your best right in a sense so being able to just remove yourself and push yourself back in i had i learned that i learned that late like i learned that late in like my 20s where i just wanted to keep going 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 and although i still keep going 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 i i had to learn when to remove myself a little bit and really be self-aware and take take stock of everything that's going on around me so this leads me actually to kind of like my last question that i have for you and it pertains putting everything that we spoke about together in regards to self-doubt in regards to looking in the mirror, the who am I question, everything that we basically dived into today. I like to ask this question at the end. So if you could advise somebody and somebody that's dealing with their self-concept, somebody that's dealing with their mindfulness, and they know they're trying to work on the tools to get them to where they need to be, but you know, days get hard and everything. Days get hard, and times and situations can get complex. What's one thing that you will tell them to keep in the back of their mind all the time, to allow them to at least keep pushing forward and moving forward? I would ask them: Do not think about what can you do for yourself tomorrow, but think about what you can do for yourself today. And that would be whatever like answer they get from that is what they should do. Because today is the most important moment of your life, literally. You know, every day you wake up and you're alive, it's a new day to have a chance to do something different for yourself, do something better for yourself or do something worse for yourself, whatever the heck floats your boat. Just focus on today. Focus on the present hour, the present minute, the present second. Because when you focus on right now, you'll start to feel everything else just like shut away. And everything aligned. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's great advice. That, that's, that's amazing advice, being present and making sure that you're taking stock of today. Right. <laughs> I feel like we get stuck in the future a lot. We either don't move on from the past or we think we move on from the past and get stuck in the future. We get stuck in the future. And then and you're sitting here in limbo. Like right now, I feel like I'm still slowly but surely getting out of limbo. Yeah. Because I'm hurting from the past and then I'm unsure of my future. Yeah. And it's causing me not to do anything right now. I was, I told people, um, I heard once, my pastor once said to me, he said, human beings, we have two things that we do. We either fight, we either fight or we flee, like the fight and flight response. 
like he said, there's one third option that that's readily available to us so that we can really see clearly. And that's being still. So in this moment, don't call it limbo because being still means that you're listening and you're observing and you're taking in to then create something in your mind to move forward. So labels matter. So I want you to remove limbo and, and say you're just being still yeah. at the moment to figure out what's next for you. I appreciate that. I'm glad you told me that because it was great advice. <laughs> Something else I want to say before we all hang up that I've yeah. been doing, I've just been doing things that I love doing as a kid, like dancing. I used to fucking love dancing and I don't know why I stopped. Like I was a good dancer, like yeah. real talk. I was in ballet, I was in tap, I was in hip hop, I was in African dance. I was so good. I used to be killing it at the parties. I was Beyonce at my recital, like, yeah. and I stopped. And, then and that also can be something to pick right back up. Mm-hmm. Right something else up. I did recently was uh, paint. I'm not an artist, but yeah. I was like, let's do it. Like, I haven't painted in so long. And y'all, when I tell you, it was the most therapeutic thing I've done in a very long time. Yeah. Have a painting session. Make it a family night. Make it a friend date. <laughs> no, seriously. Just paint. And I want you to also notice that 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 that's not limbo, Victoria. That's experiencing. You're doing new things. So just keep going. Keep doing new things. And you're going to find yourself in a place where you're like, wow, I didn't even know I was going to be here. So I want to. Thank you. No problem. And I want to thank every single person that logged on today. I really appreciate every yeah, one of y'all. Thank you so I, much. Again, <laughs> like I said, I appreciate every single one of y'all. Thank you again. Thank you for logging in to your Mental Health Matters. And Victoria, thank you again for coming on. And until next time, everyone, have a good night. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>